Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today the scriptures deal with fear. Now what are we afraid of? It's a great question we have to ask ourselves. What are we really afraid of? Are we afraid of an unexpected health diagnosis? Are we afraid of the loss of our job? Are we afraid of failure itself? We could be afraid of animals. We could be afraid of heights or closed spaces, claustrophobia. We all have fears, and those fears influence us. They influence our decisions, maybe even our life. But when they become powerful enough, they can govern our lives. I'll give you a great example of this. St. Ignatius of Antioch, when in prison, awaiting his own execution, his own martyrdom, said, I do not fear the loss of my life, but I do fear the loss of Christ in my life. It's pretty profound when you think about that. I'll say it again. I do not fear the loss of my life, but I fear the loss of Christ in my life. Well, I think the first reading and the gospel speak plainly to that. The first reading is from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Now, once again, we have to understand the whole context in which this first reading is set in. Jeremiah is preaching against idolatry. For decades and decades, the Israelite people have fallen into idolatry. They have been worshiping false gods. But also, Jeremiah is preaching about or against the corruption in the Israelite nation especially the corruption in politics as well as the religious establishment. Consequently, many influential people in the Israelite society, especially those of politics and the religious establishment, are very upset with Jeremiah. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear God's message. They want to maintain the status quo because it benefits them. Also, because of Jeremiah's message, he feels alienated from everyone, especially his own family. All are turning against him. The people are plotting against him, and he knows it. They're watching and they're waiting for a time, a right time to catch him and kill him. Now, with that in mind, go back into the first reading and read it again. It's going to make more sense. Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are now on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps they will trap me, then they can prevail over me and take vengeance upon me. But the Lord is with me, like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. Well, the Israelites are waiting for any opportunity, any excuse to kill Jeremiah, to get rid of him. And Jeremiah knows this. He's terrified. He's, they're threatening his own life. Now, for years, the Israelites have criticized Jeremiah. 
intimidated him, even bullied him. But now they turned it up a notch. Now they're threatening his very life. And yet, for all those fears, those fears don't govern Jeremiah's life. Instead, there is one central fear, one overarching fear that governs Jeremiah's life. And that is the fear of St. Ignatius. The fear of the loss of God in Jeremiah's life. Jeremiah knows as long as God is in his life, he can persevere. Not only that, but the challenges that he's facing, he will prevail over them. That's why he says, The Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. We, like Jeremiah, we know as long as God is in us and the center of our life, we can prevail over any challenge, over any struggle that we may have in our life because God truly is our champion. Now, that's a great segue into the gospel. Jesus is also talking about fear to his apostles. Notice what he says. Fear no one. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Well, Jesus knows that fear is a strong motivating force. Jesus realizes, just like Jeremiah, the apostles, after Jesus ascends back into heaven, will face an onslaught. As they continue Jesus' work here in this world and establish his church, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very challenging. Just like Jeremiah, the apostles are going to face criticisms, intimidation, bullying, even threats on their lives. We all know that many of the apostles were systematically hunted down and executed. And yet, Jesus doesn't want the apostles to fear this. What he wants them to do is have one fear and one fear alone. The fear that governs their lives. And that's the fear of the loss of God in their life. See, Jesus wants the apostles and us to have such a fear. Why? Because it becomes a strong motivating force. Sometimes fear can be good. And Jesus knows this. It motivates us. It shapes and governs our life and how we practice and live out our faith. I'll give you a great example of this. Your family. Say your family has a history of heart disease. Your family has a history of heart disease that runs from generation to generation. A history of strokes and heart attacks, congestive heart failure. So you say to yourself, given my family history, now I'm at risk. And so now it becomes a fear for you. But it also becomes a strong motivating force to change your life and change it for the better. And so you start exercising on a regular basis. You establish a diet and adhere to it. You watch your cholesterol and your salt intake. You get annual physicals rather than getting a physical every 10 or 20 years. See, all these things help you to avoid that fear. And so, what's the result? Well, now you're living a better and healthier life. Now, take that and apply it to the spiritual life. And this is at the heart of Jesus' teaching for this weekend. If we have the central governing fear of our life, the fear of the loss of Christ in our life, then we will be motivated to live good, healthy, and spiritually active lives to avoid that fear, to make sure that the absence of Christ in our life never happens.
Now, I'm not naive to know that, you know, we all have fears in our lives. We can't ignore that. We have fears of, as I mentioned before, maybe unemployment, fears of divorce, failure, claustrophobia. We all have fears. They're all legitimate fears. And yet, they shouldn't govern our lives. Instead, the central organizing fear in our life should be the fear of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the fear of the loss of Christ in our life. Now, I want to make clear here, we shouldn't be cowering like church mice. Instead, we should have that fear, but it should be a motivating force to live good, spiritually strong lives, to live out our faith, to make sure that fear never happens at all. Another way to think about this is preventing the loss of a friendship. Think of a person right now that you cherished for years and years, a person that you have loved, maybe a best friend, maybe your spouse, and all of a sudden there's a rift, there's a division, and it gets worse and worse. This person that you have loved for many, many years, for all your life, they no longer speak to you. They no longer visit you. They're slowly drifting out of your life. This is a person you once cherished, and now they're leaving you. This is the last thing that you ever wanted or last thing that you ever thought possible would happen. And now it is. So what do you do? You make sure that it doesn't happen. You try and prevent it to the best of your abilities, which means you do what? You talk to this person every day. You call them up. You visit them. You do fun things together. You go out to movies. You go out to lunch. If you get in an argument, you apologize. You say you're sorry. You do all those things to prevent that rift from ever occurring. And see, this is exactly what Jesus is getting at. The fear of the loss of friendship with God. That somehow a rift will come between us and God, and God will slowly drift away. Therefore, the greatest fear that we should have in our life, the fear that should govern our lives, is the fear of the loss of Christ in our life. Because then it becomes a powerful motivating force for us, such that it changes our life for the better. And see, then we will pray every day. We come to Mass every weekend. We engage the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. We engage the sacraments. We do all those things so as to prevent that loss of friendship with Christ. See, this is what Jesus is trying to teach the apostles, and now us. See, when we do all those things, then we will have better, stronger, spiritually active lives, which is everything that Christ wants from us, then Christ truly is at the center of our life. And as Jeremiah said, then Jesus truly is our champion. He truly will not let the challenges that we have in life, the struggles that we undergo in our daily lives, to prevail over us. In fact, as our champion, Jesus Christ with us, We will prevail over any challenge or any struggle. We will persevere and overcome it because he is with us now and always. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.